0: Why is Good Friday good? What we have read tonight from the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus being convicted and sentenced to death in a sham trial, cruel mockery intended to cut to His heart, brutal torture intended to bring pain upon His body, and a death where His naked Tormented, almost lifeless body was lifted on a cross alongside of criminals, right outside the city, alongside a major thoroughfare, so passersby could see what comes of the overzealous type who fancies himself to be the Messiah. This leads us to ask, why exactly is Good Friday good? Good. But what we see here, what I hope to share with you in just a few brief moments this evening, is that through Jesus' horrific death, we receive the greatest good that we could know. Let me say that again, through Jesus' horrific death, we receive the greatest good that we could know. We see, receive this good in two ways. The first way is we receive atonement for our sins. Upon his death, verse 51, which was just read, it tells us the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. This massive curtain separated the more frequently trafficked parts of the temple from the Holy of Holies, a place that was reserved for the presence of God. The temple was where the presence of God dwelt on earth amongst his people. It was a beehive of activity. Worshippers would come from far and wide to make sacrifices for sins at the temple. But the holiest of places, this place, the holy of holies where the presence of God dwelt, it was unapproachable by anyone such as us. Only when the perfect Final sacrifice was made. Could we enter before God? A subtle way that Good Friday is good is that it reveals to us more than we know about ourselves. When it comes to the condition of our hearts, we can. Look in the mirror. Perhaps if we're asking to evaluate ourselves, we notice a few blemishes, a few gray hairs, a wrinkle that seems new. I don't think that one was there long ago. But we, if we are honest, are not the best about giving a full and true assessment of ourselves. We look at wrinkles, gray hairs, blemishes. But what Good Friday serves as is more of like an MRI or a CAT scan. That reveals everything inside of us. Good Friday tells us that Jesus did not die a gruesome death because we just need to be touched up a little. Get a little makeup, put on a blemish. No, Jesus died this gruesome death because as human beings, part of our DNA is rebellion against God. This dates all the way back to our ancestors, Adam and Eve created in the divine wisdom and goodness of God, who they rebelled against Him when they said, did God really say? And it passed down through those who would yell out, crucify Him. And it still reverberates in each of our hearts when we wonder and when we reject what God would have for us to walk in obedience to Him. It is common for us to place ourselves in a place of intellectual or authoritative superiority over God by rejecting what He would have for us. From our position, glancing over the world, looking at all that stands before us, we are really good about diagnosing the problems of our world. We're really good about diagnosing the problems of those around us. In fact, if everyone around us Whether they share a home with us, whether they share a town with us, whether they share a country with us, if they would just listen to our solutions for the problems that they face, this world would be a lot better. And yet, our need for God, our rebellion against God is evidenced in the fact that how slowly do we receive what He would tell us that we need from Him. Sure, we have all the answers for everyone else, but we are slow to receive what He would have for us. And yet it is in the cross where Jesus says, as Good Friday reveals all that we must know about ourselves, do not miss this. It is in the cross, and the cross alone, where Jesus says, I know the worst possible things about you. I have seen the scans of your heart. I have heard your inner grumblings. And I know the thoughts that you would not want anyone else to ever know. And I give my life for you. So the question before all of us is, will I try to atone for myself by building up my own righteousness Keep putting makeup on what I view as blemishes while not recognizing that I need a heart transplant? Do I keep my inner uh, self-defense, my inner defense attorney always on retainer, ready to argue in my own defense and drown out the words of my life or words of life that my Lord would speak? Or am I ready to fire that inner lawyer And submit to the surgery that God alone can perform upon me. And His cross reveals that He is capable of doing. But when it comes to our sins or atonement for our sins, that is not the only thing that makes Good Friday good. But there's also the fact that in Good Friday, we see in the death of our Lord, we see His triumph over death. The second part of verse 51 through verse 53 features an absolutely wild account of what happened upon Jesus' death and resurrection. Look at this as I read it. The earth shook, the rocks were split. Now verse 52, the tombs were also opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after His resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared To many. Matthew records that some figures who were by faith trusting in the God who had come to them, who had provided a way for them, that these figures who had already passed away. When Jesus died and he was resurrected, they rose to life with him, serving as exhibit A of the fullness and the power of the cross of Christ. And somehow, in the mystery of the death of Christ, we see the death of death itself. As a pastor, I regularly find in conversations with others, or even in consideration of my own heart, that we can quibble over the pervasiveness of our sin yet none of us can really muster objection to the finality and the devastation of death we are afraid to turn on the news we recoil at calamity or catastrophe the news of another mass shooting a boat full of migrants seeking, sinking or any other tragedy that forces us to cry out with that guttural reaction how long o oh lord Death is an all-too-common presence in this fallen world that we inhabit. Death is the sad final outcome that ravages a world bearing the weight of her own sinful rebellion against God. Yet in His death, Jesus has somehow defeated death. In His atonement for our sins, Jesus unlocks the shackles of death that would keep us imprisoned and separated from God. Because Jesus endured the horror of death, we have the hope that one day we will be released from that prison of death. See, I think today we we talk about hope, but I think we're actually cynical to the idea of hope. I have a friend who Describing current events and politics, he said, no matter how much you expect people to let you down, they somehow find a way to let you down even more. We wave our flags outside our doors, advocating for peace or for hope. When we hear bad news, we think positive thoughts, we send good vibes, or we have warm wishes. Yet, if we are honest, if you're anything like me, you feel as if the good vibes and the positive thoughts can, we can muster are about as effective sometimes as playing music on the deck of the, the Titanic while she takes on water. Yet, enter Jesus. Enter Jesus, our only hope in life and death. After recognizing that in His death, Jesus has triumphed over our death, and that in His cross, Jesus has atoned for our sins, this leaves us with only one question. Who could accomplish such a thing? Why are we here on a Friday night commemorating His death? Well, let's listen to an unlikely witness to the wonder of who this man is. And why we are here. We will listen to the one of the men who had an active role in the crucifixion of Jesus. Look at verse 54. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the Son of God. Good Friday is good because God entered into our world of sin and death. He did not take one look around and turn around and say, all right, you're on your own. You guys have really gotten yourselves into a mess. No, He came and He went all the way to His cross. With His atonement for our sins and His triumph over death, Jesus has conquered the two biggest enemies that would keep us from seeing, knowing, loving, adoring, and enjoying God. Namely, He conquered sin and death. So why is Good Friday good? Through Jesus' horrific death, we receive the greatest good we could ever know, namely God Himself. he unshackles from one ankle that is tying us down our sins that need atonement. The other ankle that is still tied down in the prison of sin and death, he unshackles and promises all who would look to him in faith, life everlasting. Good Friday is good for all who realize how badly they need it. When we recognize the goodness of Good Friday, we get our God who promises us His goodness for all of eternity. Brothers and sisters, this is why Good Friday is good. And this is why the only fitting response to the sacrifice to the death of our Lord is worship and trust in Him.